Wilbur stared at the nearest screen in stunned disbelief. Hey, the controller at that radar said with a puzzled frown. I've lost them. Annie Green didn't waste time talking. She hurried to check the three other screens. We've lost them all, she told Wilbur and Malone. Every plane on every screen, on the ground and in flight, has vanished. That's impossible, Wilbur insisted. Now other controllers were speaking, swearing, questioning. They were all talking when the watch supervisor's firm, clear voice cut through their words. They immediately stopped to listen. I'm declaring a radar emergency, she announced in a tone of complete calm and authority. It may be sabotage, we'll find out. Second. First, we start standard emergency procedures right now. Stanley, call for technicians to check the equipment. Betsy, notify the track-on to alert the Newark and LaGuardia towers we need help. Ground control hold all planes at the gate or on taxiways. Those working inbound traffic, radio them at once that we have a temporary problem with the ASR-7, she continued swiftly. They're to maintain altitude for a few minutes until we shift to non-radar landing procedures. Perfect, Wilbur commended, and turned to Malone as the controllers hurried to carry out her instructions. We can bring those planes down by ILS, instrument landing system, and radio if we have to. I told you that we had good backup systems, Captain. I bet he knows that too, the detective replied. He? The man who called. The telephone rang. Wilbur started to reach for the instrument. Don't. Let Annie take it, Malone said quickly. She knows his voice. The air traffic manager shrugged in assent and she picked up the receiver. Don't waste your time, puta, Staub taunted before she could say a word. You can't fix it. She pointed to the receiver in her other hand and nodded. Then she held up a single finger. It was the man who called himself number one. Your radar's down and we're taking out your ILS and radio next, the terrorist announced. Why are you doing this? What do you want? She demanded tensely. Click. Dial tone. He didn't answer, she reported a moment later. He wants us to sweat. Terrorists have standard procedures too, Malone said, and keeping the authorities uncertain is one of their basic tactics. What did he tell you? They're going to take out our radio and ILS next. That's crazy, Wilbur judged scornfully. At that moment, the woman controller whom Annabelle Green had assigned to alert the track on walked toward them. She was shaking her head in distress. We won't be getting any help from LaGuardia or Newark, she said. Why not? Wilbur asked incredulously. It was Frank Malone who answered. Their radar's down too, he thought aloud. She nodded. How the hell did you know that, Captain? Wilbur asked. All I know is that we're up against professionals who must be familiar with your whole operation, including the backup systems. If that's true, your radio and ILS might go any minute. It was shocking, but logical. You could be right, Wilbur said. Annie, we'd better switch to ILS procedures immediately, and advise the TRACON to divert any traffic more than 20 miles out. Annabelle Green moved quickly from controller to controller with word to start instrument landings now. They should have the first one down in three or four minutes, Pete, she said. As she spoke, she wondered whether they had three or four minutes before the next attack. If Malone was correct, it might come at any moment. Fine, Wilbur replied. Now that that is moving along, then it happened. It was invisible. No one in the cab could see it. The controllers speaking to the inbound traffic were the first to know. They heard it over their headsets. They grimaced. It hurt their ears. One controller immediately lunged for the volume control dial. 
Another pulled off his headset to end the pain. The Kennedy air traffic manager and tonight's tower watch supervisor had 31 years of FAA experience between them. Neither Peter Wilbur nor Annabelle Green had ever seen anything like this. What is it? He called out loudly. Before any of them could answer, Annie Green suddenly pointed off to the left. Through the falling snow, the people in the cab saw a pillar of orange-red piercing the black night. Its exact shape was blurred by the curtain of snow, but its location was unmistakable. Oh my God, Wilbur gasped. Malone turned to Annie Green. The ILS gear, he asked. She nodded. The glow grew larger. Within seconds, the building housing the key equipment of Kennedy Airport's instrument landing system was a roaring pyre.